Listen to people, learn what you can. Mm-hmm. What is racism and what is just ignorance? If you've got a friend or an ally or somebody in your corner there to support you, amazing. I just can't wait for the day where like, we're no longer pleasantly surprised that someone is like LGBT plus. Ask questions on a personal level do better. Asking pronouns. It was like the moment that I realized I was different. Winning that award topped this year off for me. Because without you, this world wouldn't be the same. Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Welcome back to Are You Listening? The Oxfordshire Youth Podcast. Are You Listening? is a podcast for young people by young people to discuss all of the things that they're passionate about. At Oxfordshire Youth, we wanted to make sure that young people had a space to fully express themselves in a way that they felt completely confident about. And that's how this podcast was created. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, it's Nabila. Before today's episode, I'm just going to go through a few terms that will be mentioned in the episode. The definition of feminism is a movement of equal rights between all genders and the uplifting of women's rights after the history of unjust treatment towards women. The definition of intersectionality is the interconnected identities such as race, class, sexuality that overlap to make you up as a person. The definition of representation is how the media portrays and presents different identities such as religion, sexuality, and gender. The definition of identity politics is the politics in which communities such as race, religions, cultures can make their political policies focused on their identities. The definition of systemic injustice is the rules embedded in organizations that are made to disadvantage and discriminate a community. The definition of activism is different forms of action that take place to make change. Welcome back to Oxfordshire Youth's podcast, Are You Listening? Today, we are starting the activism segment. I'm here with some guests. So we've got three wonderful guests. Mariam, would you like to begin with the introductions, please? Hi, my name is Mariam. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I am the creative director of Hubboard Oxford. Um, so I do all the creative stuff, like making all the artwork, doing anything using um, artwork to promote activism, um, to spread awareness. So like the infographics that we use on Instagram, things like that. Um, our Instagram is, I think it's just Help the World Oxford, all of it will be linked. We are also on Facebook, Help the World Oxford, so we have that. And we hopefully will make the TikTok soon. That would be good too. But yeah, that's all for me. Perfect. Thank you. And Molly, are you with us? Um, I'm Molly. My pronouns are she, her, and I am part of the podcast crew on Oxfordshire Youth. Yeah. And I'm really excited to to be here and to chat to everyone. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much. And finally, we have Faustine here. Hey. So I'm Faustine, my pronouns are she, her. I'm a student, a freelance writer and a campaigner. I focus on kind of like the prevention of violence among young people and also kind of my experiences as a woman of colour living with a disability. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. I'll do a quick introduction of myself. So I'm Nabila Hafiz. That sounds so formal. Um, I'm also part of the Oxfordshire Youth Podcast Committee, as well as Molly. And I'm also the spokeswoman of Help the World Oxford, along with Mariam. And yeah, so I do charity based work, activist based work. I do some public speaking. Um, and yeah, I'm 18 and I'm really excited for today's episode where we will be focusing on women's rights and all things great about women, which I will use any excuse to talk about, to be honest. And my pronouns are she, her as well. I'm just going to dive straight in with something that I'm very excited about, which is the fact that we won the Euros yesterday. The women, the lionesses, we won the Euros. And I'm so happy about it. How's everyone, even if, you, even if you're not a football fan, how are you guys feeling about it? I can't even catch a ball. I know nothing about sports. But what I saw it on Empire's Instagram, I was like, yay, women, because the men couldn't do it. Mm-mm. <laughs> that just tells no. me what you need to know. Yes, the men's team is are wonderful as well. Very proud. No, no, we, we love both of them, but obviously the women, the lionesses were the ones who yeah, brought it home. It sounds better, like lionesses. Exactly. Yeah, it's got a ring to it. Anyways, yeah. then how's everyone else feeling about it? Oh, it was great to see them celebrating. Like, their, their faces when they won it. That was so cool. <laughs> so beautiful, right? I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. It was just like, it was such, it wasn't a patriotic, I don't want to say patriotic, but just to see women on a pedestal like that it was just beautiful so um yeah that's a really positive way on starting this episode I'm really happy with that I have a few questions here but it is literally informal it's just a chat like it's literally just a conversation um so big big question a big movement feminism which we know and love and is very important to women. But my question is, what does feminism mean to you? If you could define feminism. Faustine, would you like to answer first? What what your thoughts are, just, just what you think yeah, about sure. it. This is such a big question, you know, friend. This is a big question. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, this is something I've thought about for a long time. I think especially because I study sociology, we think about these questions a lot and society is like forever changing. Um, but to me, I'd say that feminism has to have some kind of angle of intersectionality for me to kind of connect to it and feel like I'm included in that as well. Um, so that's just my kind of short take on it. That's perfect. Yeah, no, I would like to echo that I also I think it, feminism is very important to women with um, intersectional identities um, I feel like perhaps it's been mistranslated a little bit um, but yeah Mariam what do you think you're a sociology student at Warwick aren't you I'm also a sociology student um, uh, we love sociology um, 
What was I going to say? I kind of agree with Faustine with the kind of intersectional angle of it because I feel like, I don't know, I can only speak for myself, of course, but as a woman of colour, it can be hard to identify with um, feminism because you kind of feel alienated from it when you don't see people like yourself being represented, you don't see your issues being talked about. So if if anything, feminism would be advocating for people with those intersectional identities who are sometimes triple or I don't know how to put it, but like have into more intersections of social differences, so women of colour, Muslim women of colour, things like that. So for me personally. Um yeah. Well, I, could, like, I think like Fossin said, it's a really big question. Like Feminism has so many different angles, it has so many different um, schools of thought, it's hard to be like, hmm. but it's, it's a good question, I think, to get me thinking and think, wait, what does this actually mean to me, like, you know, like, not just forget everybody else, what does it mean to me? No, thank you for sharing that, and yeah, I, I think any woman of any identity or background, feminism, and just the uplifting of women, it, it's different. Everyone experiences it differently. Everyone sees it differently. And it comes up in different points of our lives, like times where we really get, I don't know, not humbled, but you really see it. Um, some unfortunate times where you're like, wow, I could, I really, I'm really grateful for the movement or, you know, as such. But yeah, Molly, what do you think about where do you where do you see that feminism maybe is a breakthrough for women in any in any absolutely anything it's a big yeah, question wow. again sorry <laughs> no no we're going in for the philosophical ones um, yeah <laughs> i think the the sort of i guess the evolution of, of feminism is sort of most prominent in the the way that it's become so much more intersectional and like you guys are saying that was that's really really important um if it's not for all women it's for known we've sort of seen the movement grow in the past few decades um so we went from women gain the right to vote 1918 and it was only white women over 30 who owned property and now we're we're fighting for everyone and that's really important 100 percent. it's it's really interesting the evolution as you were saying and the timeline of women and our rights and it's so it's so new like it's so brand new it feels like we are way i don't know it just doesn't it's unbelievable to me like it's just something it's very inhumane as, as to how early this timeline began um but yeah no i completely agree with you i think it's a it's a beautiful thing in a way. Um, it is a sad thing as well as to see the timeline and how slow or the way it began um, was. But do you know what? We're here. Moving on um, to something that I find very important is icons. So this can be anyone, anyone, literally anyone, like your mum or I don't know, like a celebrity or something like that where have you seen a woman in a place of power 
in your life and who would you who's your favorite woman basically is what I'm asking I was just thinking I was like hmm who is it because I don't think there's any really any celebrity that I'd be like oh wow yeah like there's like maybe there are some ones who are quite good at what they do but it's like there's no one like you'd be like wow like you're my icon mm. there's no one I'd say that to but someone in my life I guess would be my grandma mm-hmm. because especially I feel like as um a child of immigrants you see the struggle that your parents or your grandparents went through to get to this country and to have a better life for you and like what they went through really the struggles and how hard they fought and the racism they faced as well in the 60s was horrible um and just all because they wanted a better life for us away from poverty and get a good education and the way that she's raised um my uncles and aunties and my dad like all all of them have degrees and jobs like she pushed them so hard to go to university and have the life that she really couldn't have herself um and even now she's like she loves to learn she loves to read she loves to find out things because she wasn't able to do that herself when she was younger because she was busy raising four kids and living in a foreign country so I guess my grandma would be my inspiration oh that's really nice thank you for sharing that um yeah I think this is a really good example of how intersectionality is very important in women and women's rights as like myself I'm a Bengali British Bengali that is my identity (laughs) sorry it's honestly to think about you're like who am I um yeah so I think that is a perfect example of the times when the transition period of the immigration wave um, in the UK, which was the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I have similar experiences. Well, not myself, but my family as well. Um, yeah. Uh, for Steen, who would you say is, I think there's like a flow in this conversation. Who would you say is your favorite woman that's the best way I can say it (laughs) I think there's so many like incredible women both in my life and people I don't necessarily know like firsthand so again this is such a big question um but I think kind of an academic and a woman that I really looked up to a lot was Bell Hooks who sadly passed away last year Mm. um she was a professor in the states who wrote a lot about race and feminism and class and how they all kind of interlink to form a bigger picture. Um, yeah, she had a really good book called Ain't I a Woman, which I think is one of my like staples. And I think everyone should read it, not just young women, but young men too. Um, so that that is someone I look up to a lot and I try and kind of mirror some of what she did in my own practice and my own work. The wait is finally over. The Youth Awards tickets are finally here and we cannot wait to see you on the 17th of October at the New Theatre. Head to the New Theatre website to make sure you can get your tickets right now. In your work, you maybe like not influence, but 
the way that she wrote perhaps it is it's a very like you see it go down like generations and how they work and like the creativity and the essays that you write simply as that like yeah I think my um I'm not in school at the moment but I'm sure Molly are you in I yes. forgot yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sorry um so Molly like do you feel like do you ever see yourself writing an essay or something and you have that writer or whoever or a professor or anyone that you resonate with and when you're writing you feel like you think of them perhaps yeah definitely um mm -hmm. I'm more of like a, a science student um physics um nuclear physics especially but um I, I sort of have like two two main I suppose idols that I try to to channel into my work and that would be Marie Curie and Catherine Johnson um Marie Curie we know we love um <laughs> know she, she did like a lot of the pioneering work on um radioactive elements and Catherine Johnson was a mathematician at NASA um single-handedly did all of the the coding and calculations in order to get um the Americans to the moon and she was she wasn't given much credit at all because she was a black woman in the 60s in America in wow. like the south <laughs> and I didn't know they, that at all yeah yeah there was like a, a group of them but Katherine Johnson was sort of the especially prominent and yeah. she she did all of these calculations in her head by hand in the basement of NASA and Buzz Aldrin said that he trusted no one else he trusted no computers if Katherine Johnson didn't work it out he wasn't getting on that spacecraft wow see I didn't know that that is something that is really good to know um but yeah exactly like I feel like as young as us three we're you know young and stuff so it's it's important to have like representation really matters. Something that I feel like that phrase is so adamant to. I've seen like a TikTok, I, I don't know, I think it was like a tweet or something of like a little girl watching the football last night. And like, it was just, it just every, like I know there's so many tweets where like, or like Instagram posts where it's like representation really matters, but it, I always have the same feeling. Like I'm always like, so yeah yeah it does I feel like the funding this isn't this is another thing that I want to talk about the injustices like where you see women being not like taken seriously or like an area in any literally anything like schools in sport in like the music industry where you see women being put down or underline like there's underline like misogyny and sexism and I know for a fact that is a massive problem in the sports industry with women's sports um for example like why are we not funding women to do things like why is the England women's team so underfunded and you see that everywhere so I feel like that's very that's something that I've thought about recently because it's just like we just won the Euros 
and everyone raves about it but it's like why like suddenly everyone's so patriotic and it's like why why are you not funding women doing this like it's ridiculous and you see that in music as well I know that Taylor Swift I'm I don't particularly listen to her music but I know that she's even made loads of music about misogyny and feminism and how just the in her career how she's been completely shut down for being a woman um I don't know if anyone has anything else to say about like musicians in female uh, women like female musicians and the outright misogyny does anyone have anything to say about that because I know I do yeah no you're you're bang on (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah bang on yeah um even in so that's like music in music in sports in politics in politics that yeah I see that eye roll Mariam I saw that eye roll I could talk about this for ages Tell me your thoughts. That that arrow had a thousand words. I don't know. Well, when it comes to politics, practically just a messy, horrible game, especially in the UK. I try and oh, I try not to talk about it because it's so. That's okay. If you don't oh, want to talk about it, no, no, it's fine. Talk yeah. about representation because that's always important. I think it's a really big topic, especially now that we're trying to find a new prime minister to replace. Um, and a lot of people you'll hear them say like oh it's our first like brown uh, non-white uh, prime minister oh my god this is so good representation but it does make me think is all representation good representation and I don't think it is honestly it, it doesn't matter if he's brown white whatever Whoever's going to be in power is going to be a big factor at the end of the day. At the end of the day. I didn't put anything, I know. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what colour yeah. So I don't think, even if we do get in Rishi Sunak, I don't think that's going to help um, um, people of colour in any way, shape, or form in this country. No, definitely. So, yeah. So yeah, even though we do have lots of brown people in the cabinet, has that really helped us in any way? No. <laughs> not not yeah, at yeah, all. I can think of that I do like his aura sometimes. Always. Exactly. A, a, a South Asian woman. We love that. We love that. We really love that. Yeah, I was just saying that kind of following on from what Maria was saying with the whole kind of politics and representation it can be this is just my opinion obviously disclaimer that it can be very um easy I think to get caught up in identity politics and politics of representation but when you look at kind of what Rishi Sunak or Kemi Badnock have said in the past like some of it is very very harmful like these big blanket statements that they make um I think it was in 2020 that Kemi Badenoch says there was like no systemic injustice and 
these like statements coming from people in power really harm black and brown people like on the ground, like everyday working class people, our parents, our friends, our teachers, our loved ones. So as you can tell, I'm not a fan of either of them. Um, but yeah, I think it's just something we have to be really, really careful about when when discussing these kind of issues. And I'd like to see more. More of the representation that I'd call kind of positive representation, which is not just based on what background the person is from, but more kind of what their their morals and their values are and the policies that they're proposing as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of important to have like a, a degree of scepticism for sort of um, people in, I guess, positions of power, politicians, um, business CEOs and leaders. So it's like, yeah, there's a female CEO, but she's underpaying her workers. <laughs> and it's very important to have a, a degree of scepticism for those in positions of power because we don't really know how they got there. And oftentimes, if they're high up enough, it wasn't through legitimate or moral means. And so it's, I feel like it's it's quite important, as you said, to sort of judge people based on their their morals and their actions and to sort of, I guess, support people that have not got that much of a platform. Definitely. Mariam, would you like to respond to that? I was just thinking about the whole idea of identity politics as well. Like, um, I was just thinking about, you know, Molly May. You know, she made a statement, I think it was ages ago now, it was a while back, wasn't it? About, um, you know, what was it? I think it was something to do with like working hard, wasn't it? I can't remember. Do you remember the exact was, statement? Yeah, yeah, it was the 24 hour. What was she said? Yeah, like, we all have the same 24 hours or something like that, wasn't it? It's a Beyonce. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, it was like, everyone has the same 24 hours and days, Beyonce. Yeah, so if you want to get something done, you can get it done. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I've seen something with Kim Kardashian saying something similar, like, oh, no one's prepared to work these days. Like, And it just, it just shows that these women often come from places of incredible privilege like think about Kim Kardashian she came from even before she got famous she came from lots of wealth lots of money lots of privilege and it will some often be women white women with a lot of privilege who are saying these things and it's just so harmful to, I think because no not everyone has the same 24 hours at all we all um come from different backgrounds with uh, and we all we all have different struggles, you know, different problems that we're facing, and by, and I just think that was so naive and ignorant of Molly to say, especially how with how far she's come. You'd expect a bit of understanding, which it just seems that she's very out of touch with her, with everyday people and with her audience. And it, it's sad to see because you do see these women, you know, doing great things and like. Uh, making money etc etc but you realize how truly out of touch they are with their privilege as well as with everyday people and it's kind of sad to see really and that's why I think we do need to like I think like Molly said try and boost people who don't have that much of a platform who are advocating good things like said, good representation <laughs> that's what we need not all but the representation is good exactly and we also have Pretty Patel, who is a prime. Yes, for anyone who's listening, 
Mariam did another eye roll. <laughs> Thank you so much for your guys' time. So we've had Mariam, Faustine and Molly on this episode. Um, I appreciate everything immensely. This was, I feel like this was a very important conversation. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys are enjoying this episode on women's rights and feminism, please do make sure to listen to the next episode, which will be focused on environmentalism and climate change. If you enjoyed this episode of Are You Listening? Make sure you subscribe, whether you're on Anchor, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And also make sure you're following us on social media as well at Oxfordshire Youth on Instagram and TikTok and at Youth on Twitter.